Thank you for listening to How It Ends. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash studio. Our tiers start at $1 and all patrons receive early access, ad-free episodes, digital downloads, access to polls, and more. Physical rewards start at $6 and feature exclusive patron-only merch and other perks. You can also visit us at howitendspodcast.com to shop in our merch store or to join our Discord server, where you can chat with us and other fans of the show. It's the only place you'll find exclusive whispers from Micah, Elia, Devin, and Amy. Please enjoy the show. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Found Audio Creator Series. We'll be featuring episodes on our feed from some of our fellow indie podcasters. If you like what you hear, please make sure to check out the show notes for more information on this podcast, its creator, and to find out where you can listen to more episodes. The Department of Variants of Somewhere, Ohio is a full-cast, serial sci-fi horror audio drama about a shady governmental group that deals with the supernatural. Enjoy the show. Hello, and thank you for joining the Ohio Department of Variants. In accordance with the superscript under subsection 2 of Obscure Bill 451, also known as the Normalize Ohio Act of 2011, this video will provide you with all the information that you need to understand the department and your place in it. Christ, that, was, that sentence was way too long. Who the fuck wrote this? <clears throat> we are thrilled to have you on board. Let's start with the department's history. The Department of Variants was founded in 1991. It was intended to address concerns in response to events within the Dead Leather Office. Then referred to as the Abnormal Occurrence Commission, the department is dedicated to discovering and studying unusual phenomena in all of Ohio's 89 counties. Now you may be thinking, aren't there only 88 counties in the state of Ohio? <laughs> well, the answer to this question, and many more, can be found in this video. Whether you're working for the core agency or for one of the various branches, such as the Blank Commission, the Bureau of Transnatural Resources, or the Dead Letter Office, you can make a difference in the lives of your friends and neighbors. Ready to proceed? Then let's dive into the details of your position. Please enter your ID number below. Great. You'll be working for the Bureau of Transnatural Resources in the position of Technical Editor. In this role, you'll be reviewing, editing, and interdicting as necessary documents within the Bureau. We'll go over your essential duties in a moment. You've been assigned the name Jasmine Control. Favorite color, light yellow. Pronouns, she slash her. Clearance level, two. Floor, 26. Cube, 49. Hours, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. We understand this assignment may feel unusual at first. By the end of this seminar, you'll understand the necessity of these designations. Soon, 
you'll feel quite at home in your new identity. Please click, I understand, below. Oh my god, how much, how much more is there? Great, let's continue. What does the department do exactly? Some outside actors have accused the Department of Variants of being involved in a variety of cover-ups, conspiracies, and so-called union busting. But these rumors couldn't be farther from the truth. Your job at the department will be... Hey, is this a drill? Where should I go? Shit, lights are out. Hey, uh, where are we supposed to go? God, did everyone know we were doing this but me? Hello? Is anyone still here? Are we supposed to take the stairs? Sorry, first day here. I think they said it was near the copy room. Is that right? Oh, God. What if it's not a drill? Oh, okay. They gave me a floor map somewhere in here. Got it. Right. Phone's isolated in the bin at the front desk. Thank God I kept that stupid Hello Kitty flashlight. Come on. Just enough battery. Okay, um... Here. Cubicle 49. Looks like from here I should just turn right down the row, left of the hallway, then I'll be at the elevator bank. From there, keep going left. Quit shaking. Come on. Follow the bend and take the first door on the right. There might be emergency lighting in the stairwell. And probably other people. Right down the row, left at the hallway, door on the right. Right down the row, left at the hallway, door on the right. Left. Oh! Who left a rug in the middle of the floor? Damn fire hazards what it is. Wait. Smells like... Nah, no, 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 no. This isn't a drill. This is an office prank. New employee hazing. You can get up now. You got me. Aha! Bloody security guard. Very funny. Operator? Are you there? Operator, please respond. Over. Wow, this must be a whole, uh, office-wide thing, I guess. Operator, assistance requested. Over. Maybe I should... Operator, assistance requested right fucking now on floor 18. A lark's on the way down and I left my jaunt in the cube. Are you strapped? Over. Hey, hey, hey. Not the operator here, but this has gone too far. This- Uh, Thank God, another person. You don't sound like the operator, so I'm guessing he's down. I need you to do me a favor, okay? Take a deep breath and reach for his belt. You should feel the holster on the right-hand side, unless he cross-draws like a dipshit. Or that thing took his lower half. There's a weapon there. This is insane. Whatever's going on, I'm not taking a stranger's gun. It's not a gun, it's... Wait, who the hell am I talking to? I don't recognize your voice. Uh, Olivia- No, no, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't ever use your real name here. What's wrong with you? Are you new? What name did they give you? What's your call sign? Oh, uh, I'm Jasmine Control, I think. 
They gave you admin protocol? I guess I... I just got here. I don't know. My fault for assuming competence. We, we don't have time for this. Grab the jaunt and head to the elevator bay. What jaunt? God, the weapon. You have to feel for the belt. No, I mean, there's nothing there. Just some keys and a baton. Goddamn budget cuts. Forget the elevator bay then. Shit's gone sideways. You have to find the stairs and get the hell out of here pronto. They told you about the stairs, right? No one told me anything. This is the most ridiculous, haphazard training. Bad first day. Tough luck, okay? But we're out of time here. They don't pay me enough for my own work, let alone to train newbies. The emergency stairs are on your map. Take the watch, go down, and don't stop no matter what you hear. Everyone else should be out there by then, and they'll tell you everything. Scarlet Jaunt, over and out. Wait, what's... She's gone. Okay, I can do this. There are still other people around. Just keep going left. Follow the bend. Door on the right. Jasmine slipped the communicator watch off the guard's wrist. She crouched and moved through the dim hallways, quietly reciting the directions like a catechism. Round the bend she slid, groping in the dark for any handles along the right wall. Her grip found purchase on a curved metal bar and she cautiously pulled. The red glow of emergency lights poured over her hunched form. She made it, but as is so often the case, there was a snag in the plan. There there was a catch. Hey. Scarlet, can you hear me? Over. Damn it, Scarlet, you didn't tell me the stairs only went down one floor. Control? Oh, are you serious? We're in asymmetry, then. This is worse than I thought. This isn't going to make much sense right now, but this building can move. Its floors, its layout, they can all change. It can rearrange itself, morph into something else. Like those metal pin art boxes that you stick your hand in. It's going to do everything it can to stop you from leaving. This isn't a lockdown, it's a lock-in. So the emergency stairs are going to be in a different spot on each floor, or they may not be there at all. I'm on floor 18 now, and I'll be going down too, so I'll probably be out before you. I can send help then. Listen, you're gonna see some shit you aren't ready for. But if you want a way out of this place that's not in a goddamn body bag, you have to be brave. Stay quiet, ignore the weird stuff, and find the exit on each floor. Keep going down until you're outside. Got it? As much as I can even understand what you're talking about, what if... What if I get lost? Or stuck alone? And what about my phone? Do not use your phone. Keep this receiver on you. Batteries should last a bit. If you get stuck or you see something that doesn't make sense, give me a call. I'll talk you through it. But don't waste my time on trivial shit. There's probably other folks still around that can help with that. Now go down to 25 and keep moving. Jasmine crept down the stairs, trying to affix the band around her wrist. At the bottom of the stairwell was a door, over which hung huge metal letters. Floor 25. Jasmine grabbed the handle and pushed gently. Behind her from the floor above, she could hear faint notes, muffled music, or or, or chirps from somewhere far away. Jasmine strained to listen over the blood rushing in her ears. She could just barely make it out, but in this song she could see colors shimmering in the air. Blue, red, yellow. These colors swirled and diffused into an array of vibrant shades and hues, like light playing on the surface of an oily puddle. Viridian, indigo, saffron. The colors started taking shape, a bouquet of fractal tones curling into stems and petals. She was mesmerized. There was now nothing in the world she wanted more than to stay here and watch these colors bloom for the rest of time. But 
She remembered what Scarlet said about this weird stuff. She shook her head and tried to tune out the sound. The spirals of pigment fizzled out, and all that remained in front of her was a dark hallway sketched in emergency red. Twenty-five of these to go, and she'd almost gotten distracted at the first. She took her first step into floor twenty-five. A fallen picture frame was all it took to alert the thing that had killed the guard. Jasmine heard a loud screech, and she ducked into what she guessed was a conference room. She slammed the door shut and knocked over a cabinet in front of it. She crawled under the table and waited. She could hear it bounding up the stairs, trudging down the path she had just come from. And light, she could hear the light, snaking around corners and filling the hall. And through the curtains, she could vaguely make it out. Humanoid in shape, but alien in composition. Seven, maybe eight feet tall, shambling over fallen chairs and tables with stretchy limbs. Its mouth was moving, but it it didn't really speak. Not in any sentences she could understand, anyway. I hadn't even started yet, but I could see the five-year plan. It was my favorite drink back then. They knew just what I wanted. Knew my face. I could face what I didn't know as long as she was there. But oh, now there's nothing there. Nothing like the horses on the hill. Horses up Kentucky Way as if they were my own. I had some men. Real red meat type father. Then as if he were my own. As if I own you. I own you. I pay you. In a cage filled with paper, I fed you daffodils and inkjet black allowance. But where were you, little bird? I sang to you and you couldn't see me. I sing to you and you can't even see me. I sing to you and you can't even see me. I can see the snow and it echoes time gone by. I am the melting. I am the past machine. The future man. In the back seat, the headlights, its eyes bulging. The papal engine purring like a panther. Kill, panther, kill. Crush and burn, I only massive youth at confirmation wine. I sing by the candlelight. I sing, but you can't even hear what I'm singing. I can see, but I can't even see me. I sing to you, and you can't even see me. You can't even see me. Then she was standing on the porch of her childhood home. It was a slumping Victorian beast, all peeling paint and patchy scales, sat on the edge of a town so small you could throw a ball from one side and a friend could catch it on the other. She was watching the morning light filter through the overgrown weeds of the backyard. She was probably ten or twelve, couldn't remember exactly. They still had the dog, so it couldn't have been much later than that. It was already hot, yes, even this early, and the humidity made the whole yard feel damp. The brutal sun had just started cooking off the summer dew, and from the hanging mulberry tree came the cries of the northern mockingbird, of the oriole. As a child, these sounds were a natural wonder, a mystery. How did they make that sound, and for whom did they sing? Though now she knew why the birds sang. To attract partners sometimes, but also to mark their territory, to forbid outsiders. And what was Jasmine now, in this hostile building on her first day in hell, if not an outsider? A slam against the door brought Jasmine out of her reverie. Now the colors were there. Oh, exquisite pain to see the colors again, like kaleidoscopic plumage as they poured from the hulking creature's forehead. 
And just as suddenly as it had come, the creature skulked deeper into the office, out of Jasmine's view, and its trailing bird song faded to almost nothing. Scarlet, pick up. There's something here. It's huge, and, and I think it's after me. Can you come get me? What was that thing? What did it look like? Tall, bulky, long limbs, color beaming from its head. Oh. What? Oh, what? That's what we call a lark. I don't know who it used to be, but that's what it is now. Was it making noises? Like, pretty sounds? Yeah, like a violin or some kind of bird. Yeah, that's why we call them larks. Don't listen to it. It'll try and lure you in, and then you'll be like one of them. So you've seen these things before? You knew about them? And did you say who it used to be? That's why I wanted you to find the jaunt, and why we don't use our names here. Yes, I know about them, but I didn't know there were any around. And here we are, jauntless and cornered. So it's over. We're dead. I sure as hell hope not. And since you radioed me, it's coming my way now, thanks. How is that possible? It was just here. The watches are safer than phones. They're short-range communications, so they run on a lower frequency. But there are still risks. Usually, it's not a big deal, but now... Now we... Now we've got the orange color on our side, and when I was younger, I was afraid of oranges. The peels looked like human skins with pores, and the pores would get into your teeth and make holes. I lost a baby tooth on my birthday, and we had sloppy joes, that was before, and played soccer in the chilly air until it got too dark to see the goalposts. We were under the bleachers on the football field, and that was my first kiss and my first drink. They call it that sometimes. What? Scarlet, are you okay? Yes, they do call it that sometimes. The ocean, drinking, foggy Michigan. That one day we were driving up through the emerald and blue and white of the north. So much green and black of trees spreading out like veins in lungs. You're breathing my smoke back to me and I can see you got a haircut. I'm sorry I didn't notice. I've never played with these guys, but we should be fine. We still on for Saturday with the group karaoke at Mel. Scarlet, what are you talking about? You sound like them. The last of it, and I still had feelings for her then. Then the moving on, the moving. Move along. We, we have to move. Fuck. Fuck. It's getting to me. Um, and here I am, jauntless. Less of jaunt, of height and mind, and fuck, fuck. Stop, 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 stop. Hmm. Hmm. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city. Scarlet. You're doing it again. No, shut up, shut up. I'm trying to block up the noise with a song. How is the lark thing able to do this? Honestly, no idea how it... He said, will you defeat them, your demons? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, 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 I can think again. None of this makes any sense. What the hell have you people gotten me into? Nothing here makes sense. Get used to it. Keep quiet. Use your wits, and with a bit of luck, you might make it. Or, in your case, a lot of luck. Now I've got to run. I'll see you on the outside. And don't tell anyone you heard me sing, or I'll bury you myself. Welcome to the Department of Variance Control. Scarlet Jaunt, over and out.
so glad you made it, Olivia. Oh, of course. I know all this secrecy seems a little odd. We're a very private agency and like to keep things that way. Oh, totally. I can understand that. Good. So, let's talk about your resume. I can see your education history here. While your work experience is a little light, we're willing to overlook that. Yeah, I haven't had a ton of time to build my career yet. I'm hoping I can do that here. Ambitious. We love to hear it. Beyond the schooling and the jobs, there are other qualifications we look for at the agency. I'm going to ask you a series of questions that may seem strange. Please know that we do this for every applicant, dear. Ready? Sure. So, from what I've gathered, you're not particularly superstitious. Nope. I think most of that stuff's pretty silly, to be honest. Got it. No ghost sightings or alien abductions in your past. <laughs> uh, not that I know of. All right. Are you religious? Um, not particularly, but I don't have anything against it. Neutral feelings, but nothing in particular calls to you. Right. I think it's great for some people, but just not really in my life right now. Deja vu? I mean, I believe in it. It happens. I don't think it has much meaning, though. Astrology? It's fun, but nothing serious. I don't know why people get so mad about it. I understand. Completely. I myself am a Scorpio. Now, let's say one of your coworkers needed help with an assignment. They were supposed to complete the assignment on their own, however. What would you do? I guess I would check with my boss and see if it's okay to help. I wouldn't want them to get in trouble. Now, let's say your coworker needs help. They're stuck in an elevator. You could let them out by pulling the emergency alarm, but it will cause the rest of the building to evacuate. What would you do? I mean, there's no long-term damage done by pulling it, right? They'll all come back in after. Yes, after about 30 minutes of confusion and lost productivity. True. Still, I, I think it would be better to let them out. I don't want anyone getting hurt. Okay. Now, let's say your coworker's arm is stuck in the elevator doors. The elevator will plummet 20 floors in the next 60 seconds. The only way to get your coworker out is to break their arm and pull them through the narrow opening. What would you do? Um, I don't know if I could break an arm. Uh, I might not physically be strong enough. Perfect. Now, Let's say a coworker is slowly being fed into a wood chipper and uh, whoa. they're shredded and there's no way to help them out. What would you do? Um I don't I don't know how to respond to that. Now, you're back at school, let's say fifth grade. It's after lunch. Your teacher is writing something on the board. What is she writing? I'm... Math, maybe. Now you're back home after a long school day. 
The sun's starting to set, but there's still golden light coming through the open windows. You don't have any homework, and the breeze is a crisp 65 degrees. Your mother is still at work, but your father came home early. Why? Was he home early? I feel like Dad got hurt. Jammed his thumb, if I remember right. And when your mother gets home, she frets over his hand. She's cooking dinner for the four of you. You can smell onions sizzling in the pan. And she wipes her forehead with her shirt. What color is her shirt? Yellowish, off-white. And it's got a symbol on the front. She gets some peas out of the freezer, and I go out back to kick around a soccer ball until it's done. The dog was still around then, and the outdoor- Are you familiar with Lewis Carroll? Oh, um, yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Yes. So, how is a raven like a writing desk? Both, uh, both, both have bare legs. Perfect. I think you'll fit right. Hello everyone, this is creator Rat Grimes with just a few notes here. First, I'd like to thank the cast in order of appearance, Jess Syrett, M. Carlson, Emily Kellogg, Sean Pellington, Justin Hatch, William A. Wellman, Tatiana Gefter, Saf the Something, Taylor Michaels, and special guest Shannon Strucci. Without them, there would not be a show. Head on over to somewhereohio.com for more info about the cast and where you can listen to their other shows. Second, I'd like to thank our patrons, Tibbs, Evan, Ethan, Kidcha, Jennifer, Patricia, and Gads. I'd like to give a special shout out to Gads and Twiglets as well for contributing to the crowdfunding campaign to get this going. And another special shout out to Dylan Griggs for promoting our crowdfunding campaign and contributing. If you'd like to listen to another sci-fi audio drama, check out Dylan's show, Wobegone. You've probably already listened to it if you're listening to this, but I highly recommend it. It's a great show. It is on the Rusty Quill Network, and you can find it just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for something a little bit different, check out Shannon's show, Oddity Roadshow. It's a comedy horror actual play podcast using the Monster of the Week system. Follow along as Jamie, Marlon, and Ron take a road trip together in a brand new, totally normal van they just bought. Thank you all for listening. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.